Today on Stuff You Should Know About Therapy, we talk about finding the perfect therapeutic fit for you. Welcome back to Stuff You Should Know About Therapy. This month, I want to focus on therapeutic expectations and how to set realistic goals. This all starts with finding the perfect therapist for you. Don't be afraid to shop around for the perfect fit. A therapist is completely different than any other health provider you will see. You may see a doctor or dentist for routine checkups and not really care if you don't see them again on your next visit. But a therapist is different. This is someone who you are going to be vulnerable with and share intimate details about yourself that you may not have ever shared with anyone before. It is important to be comfortable and confident with your therapist. I want to share with you seven tips on choosing the perfect therapist. Tip number one, do research on therapists in your area. Don't settle. Speak to friends who you know who have gone to therapy for their recommendations. Don't be afraid to Google therapists that are close by. Go to Psychology Today and look for verified therapists in your area. If you have insurance, call your insurance provider and ask for a list of in-network therapists that you can go see. Tip number two, look for therapists who specialize in what you are seeking help for, whether that's PTSD, anxiety, OCD, depression, couples work, etc. Psychology Today is perfect for this. You can narrow down your search for therapists by specialties. For example, my specialties include trauma, marital premarital counseling, and spirituality. So if you're looking for a therapist who specializes in one of those categories, I'm going to show up in your narrow down search. If, on the other hand, you are looking for a therapist who specializes in child work, I won't show up. Finding someone who specializes in what you're looking for can help you feel more at ease knowing that your specific need is well within that therapist's scope of confidence. Tip number three, what matters most to you in a therapist, whether that's their age, their sex, their religious beliefs, etc. This may seem like an unusual aspect of therapy, but it is vital. For example, if you have been sexually assaulted in the past, it may be important for you to have a therapist who is the opposite sex of your perpetrator. Maybe you want someone who is a lot older than you for that more experienced advice. Or someone a lot younger than you to give you a fresh, young perspective. Here in Utah where I live, the predominant faith is that of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. Some clients only want to see a therapist who shares the same beliefs and value systems as them. Other clients don't want to have their therapy compromised by a quote-unquote hidden agenda that their therapist may have because they have a different belief or value system. These may seem like small aspects, but in the long run, they can either hinder or increase the therapeutic alliance that you create with your therapist. This leads to the fourth tip. 
Don't be afraid to ask questions when you set up that initial appointment. Don't be afraid to ask the therapist about their style of therapy, how they would handle a specific situation, or whatever other questions may come to your mind. If you read something on their Psychology Today profile or found something interesting on the therapist's website, don't be afraid to ask them about it, whether it's to clarify, to get more information, or to just let them know that you've read up on them. There is no wrong question that you can ask. Feeling heard and validated should be priority number one for every client. Tip number five, don't be afraid to step outside of your comfort zone. After all, that's what therapy is all about. All the tips up to this point have been about making sure that you feel comfortable with your therapist. So you are probably wondering why it seems like tip tip number five is to throw all that out the window. This couldn't be further from the truth. Yes, we need to make sure we feel comfortable in therapy, but we also need to be pushed a little. It doesn't have to be a huge push, but rather a gentle nudge. For example, when I first started practicing therapy, I was doing co-therapy with a colleague who was getting ready to go on maternity leave. She had been seeing a client for several months who specifically asked for a female therapist when they made the initial appointment. During our co-therapy sessions, she seemed to be willing to listen to what I had to say, but quickly sought the opinion of my colleague. This could easily be because she had built a therapeutic relationship with my colleague, or it could have been because she just saw me as another male trying to dominate the conversation. With some hesitation and a lot of reluctance, this client agreed to see me once my colleague took her leave. After meeting with the client for the better part of a year, we ended therapy with this client actually thanking me for showing her that she could have a positive relationship with a male, and even likened me to a father figure, even though our age difference was not that far apart. I tell you this story because this client pushed herself by agreeing to see me, and because of it, both of us received a positive experience from our sessions together. Pushing ourselves doesn't mean seeking out a therapist who is just like our perpetrator, or our parents, or our bullies, or a jaded ex-lover. Pushing ourselves in therapy means we are willing to lean into the discomfort, even for a split second, no matter how small that discomfort may be. Tip number six, feel comfortable enough to open up. This has been a recurring theme throughout all of these tips, but it is big enough to deserve its own. If you have a bad vibe and don't feel comfortable enough to be vulnerable with the person sitting across from you, then that person is simply not a good fit. Granted, it will take some time to open up to any therapist, so please do give them a chance. 
But if you are four, five, or even six sessions into therapy, and you still feel like you can't open up and be vulnerable, chances are those feelings won't go away. And that's okay. Finally, tip number seven, remember that you're the boss. You know yourself the best. Trust your gut when shopping around for the perfect therapist. Don't feel like you have to stay with the same therapist because they asked you to give it a few more sessions. If you know that the fit is not right, don't be afraid to let the therapist know that. I tell all my clients, regardless if it is the initial session or if I have been seeing them for an extended period of time, that they are in charge of the healing process. They are the bosses in the room. If I make a suggestion that feels like therapy is moving too fast for a client, I encourage them to speak up because it's not about me or my time frame. It is about you and your journey. I hope that these tips have been helpful for you. If you have any questions about anything that I've discussed today, please feel free to reach out to me on Facebook, Instagram, or Twitter. And please remember, until next time, that stuff you should know about therapy.